Hello and welcome or welcome back to TCP. We have a lot of exciting and new things planned for you guys today, so let's jump right in. Today is Palm Sunday. So we officially have seven days until Easter. So that means seven Palm Sunday verses or Easter verses. But first, let's go over what Palm Sunday actually was. Um, basically, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a small donkey. Men and women and children lined up with palm branches, waving them, yelling Hosanna, and bowing to Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, you might be wondering what Hosanna means. So, in the dictionary, it says Hosanna means a word used to express adoration, praise, and joy. Let's check out these verses. Before we go straight into our first verse, what is Palm Sunday? So we kind of already touched on this, but it's the day Jesus made his way into Jerusalem. But this is that is a big key point. But also another key point is it is also the beginning of Holy Week. Okay, let's go into our verses. So the first one is Luke 19:38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Luke 19:38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Our second one is John 12:13. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel." Let's take a quick break and then we have three more verses for you. I hope you enjoy just this two-minute little part of a church service. It is really interesting, and I hope you enjoy it. First John uh, 4.8, you go through all of the scriptures. You go through all the Old Testament, all the New Testament. We finally get to the first time in all of scripture where it says this. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. If you want to know how to love your neighbor, you need to know Jesus. He is love. He is the source of all love. Many of you know John 3.16. It's a, one of the most famous verses of all time, right? John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world, they gave his one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's a pretty vital verse. But 1 John 3.16 also is a vital verse. It says this, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. See, when we see, when we realize how vital it is that Jesus lays down his life for us, because all of us are sinners, when we realize the love that he's given us, when we accept him as Lord and Savior, then and only then can we express the love that Jesus gave, gave us. Do you know Jesus? Have you ever trusted him before? Maybe you've never been to church before. This is your first time checking out a church because you're doing it from the comfort of your home. And so you want to just check it out. This may be the best news that you've ever heard in your life. First John uh, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. This is how God showed his love among us. That he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
theologians call this propitiation. It's the atoning sacrifice that we deserve God's punishment. Propitiation is accomplished through Christ Jesus on the cross and his crucifixion, which was made possible by his sinless life. He accepted and fulfilled the wrath of God. The crucifixion of Christ appeases God of the sin that we should be held accountable for. And then he rose from the dead victoriously over sin so that we could have eternal life. That's how much you're loved. Okay, and we are back. So let's dig right into our last verses. So we have Matthew 21, 9. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest in heaven. Now, if you notice that in John 12, 13, it says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And this one says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So they are kind of going back and forth and mirroring each other just in their own perspective. And I'll read that again. Matthew 21, 9. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest of heaven. Okay, our next verse is Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That should be our life motto. Okay, John 12, 13, that I already read, but I think this one goes in a little bit um, deeper, or just their different versions. So they took out palm branches and went out to meet him and shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Now I have another verse that I think that I just needed to mention, even though it has nothing to do with Palm Sunday. I just thought it was very interesting. Galatians 6, 9. We must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Galatians 6, 9. We must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. One of my Old Testament favorite prophecies is from the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9. It talks about the coming of Zion's king. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. This is prophecy for when Jesus rode on a donkey into Jerusalem. In closing, I would like to welcome a special guest to the show, my wonderful youth leader that I love and respect so much, and she would like to share her favorite Palm Sunday verses with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. The New Testament verse that talks about Palm Sunday takes place 
in John chapter 12. There, a woman anoints Jesus with perfume. It was six days before Passover, and this was an anointing act that anticipated Jesus' burial and a public declaration of faith in him as a Messiah. When you go down a little bit further, you can see that Lazarus was there and all of Jerusalem was in a buzz. All the chief priests were kind of looking around and the people were excited to see Jesus. This is when he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and the people there were so excited. They were anticipating that he would be a political leader. They did not understand what this was really representing. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it was written. Remember that verse from Zechariah 9.9? Chapter 15 says, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. So after Jesus' resurrection, then the disciples started understanding all of these Old Testament prophecies that they had missed along the way. Jesus' words and actions took on a whole new meaning. Do they take on a whole new meaning for you today? Think about that. The coming Messiah has come. Before we close out, look at check out these couple of verses and quotes. Our first quote is from Max Lucado. God never said that the journey would be easy, but he did say that the arrival would be worthwhile. The next quote is from Stephen Furstock. Faith doesn't always mean that God changes your situation. Sometimes it means God changes you. John 16.32 says, I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Mother Teresa said, Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. C.S. Lewis said, If God forgives us, we must forgive ourselves. In Isaiah 40, 28-31, it says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives his strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not be faint. Romans six twenty three says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. You've been listening to TCP.